Hello and welcome to the podcast for Christ Community Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. This is a message that Tom Job preached on Sunday morning, June 6th, 2021, our first Sunday back in our church building, answering the question, what's on your heart for the new beginning from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Everyone, so um, I've been yelling for a year. So if I yell, somebody raise their hands like, you're yelling, you're yelling. Um, I told them, I was at a, a, a Young Life camp about a month and a half ago. And I told them that we pre- when we preach out in the park, I have to be like super animated. And they were like, more animated than this? Like, like but that, anyway, um, thank you, Jesus. We love you. Help me. And uh, we love you. Thank you that we're back. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I was thinking if you, um, so let's say it was like 2017 and you got, were able to like be transported in time, like without knowing anything about 2020. So like on a June day in um, 2020, you were transported to the Kroger's on Illinois Avenue. And like without anybody telling you anything about what this year was going to be like, and you thought, why? It looks like everybody is stopping by to get a few groceries before they go rob a bank. I, like, what, what is, why are they doing this? It looks like they're trying to not give each other something. I don't know what it is. But, um, uh, you know, the air hug? Like, what if you didn't know what that was? Like, why is everybody doing that? It's like a new deodorant. Is it stinging them? They're trying to dry out their, their armpits. But I think, so I was just trying to think about, like, what this past year was so, like, for me, it was so confusing so confusing because like to live my life like the you know the and do what God was calling me to do there were so many scriptures that I couldn't I I just can't do this right now like Paul said greet one another several times greet one another with a holy kiss couldn't do it like for a whole year Italians do that and they couldn't do it um Jesus Sometimes he was criticized because he didn't wash his hands very much. And he's like, I'm just not going to do that. We had to wash our hands. I mean, they were all over us about that. There's a place in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 where Paul said, he said, we're not like Moses. Like when Moses went up on Mount Sinai and he came down and his face was glowing and he put a cloth over his face because he didn't want to freak people out. Actually, it was because the glow was going away and he didn't want, he wanted people to think he was cooler than he actually was. But Paul said, we're not like that. We don't go around with like cloths on our face. It's like we do this year. So um, I Psalm 95 said, sing to the Lord, shout to the Lord. We couldn't like for a whole year, especially if we were not neglecting the assembling of ourselves together, which we couldn't do that either until we found out a way. So it was just like there were so many things that we, that the Bible says to do that we couldn't do. And I mean, like for me personally, There's a place in Matthew chapter 25 where Jesus said at the end of time, the way we'll know who really, you know, believed in Jesus and know him is Jesus said, it's like um, I was sick and you cared for me and I was in prison and you visited me and I was an immigrant and you welcomed me to the extent that you did it to the to the disfavored and to the vulnerable. You did it for me and we couldn't do it like we couldn't. We couldn't go, like as pastors, we couldn't go in hospitals and visit people. And we got kicked out of the prison for 420 days. We couldn't visit people in prison. And I had just started to volunteer with Knox County um, Schools for tra- and translating uh, for little Latino kids and for their parents for student teacher conferences. And 
you know, just kind of welcoming, just making immigrants feel welcome. I mean, little kids would come in with their mom, you know, and their hair was all slicked over, and they looked, they were dressed so good. And like maybe a third grader, of course, he spoke English perfectly because he had been going to school for a year, and the mom didn't speak any English. And the first question they would ask is, so what is his behavior like in school? Is he obedient? And, and, and the little boy understood what the, what the you know, the mom, and so the teacher would say, Oh yes, he is so, he is so polite. He is just so well behaved. He's just a little angel. And the mom didn't understand until I translated. And this little boy would just kind of be sitting there, you know, and you'd see his face just kind of fill up with sunshine. And then, so what does he do? And I said, oh, he's so good. What's he do like in school? Oh, he's working so hard. He's so smart. You know, he'd just be sitting there until I'd tell the mom. But then all of a sudden, um, we couldn't do that. You know, we couldn't. In those specific ways, we couldn't tell Jesus that we loved him. And um, I felt like at a certain point, all we could do was pray. And I did. I prayed every day. I prayed every day that they said, it's going to take three to five years to find a vaccine, to come up with a vaccine for this global crisis. And I prayed every day. And we prayed on Monday. And they got one. And I thought, did, did, did our, did, did we contribute to the alleviation of a global worldwide crisis by praying? Did our prayers really help? I guarantee they didn't hurt. And they, the, uh, but now that we're back, you know, now we're back out and we, and we're in the hospitals and we're in the prisons and, um, you know, I'm working with, uh, with a guy from Africa now and, and to be back out, to be able to do stuff for Jesus again, it's the greatest peace I have. It's the greatest joy. It's the most fun I have to be back out there. But I will say this, that at the beginning of it, in, they're kind of saying it was March 15th, 2020. That's when the March Madness was shut down. And that's kind of the date that this really started. And I, you know, we couldn't do, and I, I kind of felt a sense of shock. Like, I couldn't breathe well. I, I felt like um, I was kind of going into a state of panic because people were telling me, you can't go here, and you can't go there, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. And I didn't know this about myself, but I'm a person who likes to go a lot. I mean, I didn't know it. I like to do a lot. I like to talk a lot. Uh, you know, I had a, I have a friend, my friend Buddy Odom, and he's given up on me, but he used to invite me to these things called silent retreats where you go away with Buddy and a bunch of interesting people and nobody can speak for like three days. And like, and I thought if I went like on Saturday afternoon, they would hear like an explosion, like on the side of a hill and a cloud of smoke go up. And that would have been me, you know, just, but, um, but now I couldn't. And I was asking myself, why am I so uncomfortable with this? I just was so uncomfortable. And I thought, are you making the Olympics out of Jesus? Like, are you? Why do you always have to go further and higher and farther? Why are you so uncomfortable right now? And I read a, a chapter, a story in a chapter that I've read a million times. It's the last chapter of the Gospel of John. 
where like all of Jesus's followers, they knew he was risen from the dead. They had already met with him um, at least twice. Peter had met with him two times, I mean, three times. One was a private conversation. And so, and then they went on a, Jesus and Peter kind of went on a little stroll together. And Jesus asked Peter, he said, Peter, do you love me more than these guys do? And I'm like, that sounds a little bit like the Jesus Olympics. Um, how would you know if you win, if you're the winner of that, of who loves Jesus the most? Would it be the person who preaches the most? Or would it be the person who believes the most? Or would it be the person who gives the most or who does the most? That sounds unhealthy. And then I realized something that the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, where he said, if you preached with angel language, or if you had enough faith to cause geological changes and were moving mountains, if you gave everything you owned, if you let yourself be burned alive, that's not love. You could do all those things without any love at all. Love is smaller than that. He said love, he, he lists 15 things that love does and doesn't do, but he said love is patient, love is kind, it isn't rude, love believes all things, it believes the best. It hopes all things, it hopes the most. It endures all things. It puts up with the worst. And then I realized that Jesus was asking Peter that. Would you be patient with me? Um, I'm about to send you into something difficult. Will you be kind to me? Will you believe the best about me? Will you hope the most about me? And I realized that's exactly like, that was exactly what I needed this past year to think like, we're in a global crisis. Why is this happening? How bad is this gonna get? They were saying in our country alone, we could lose 200,000 people. They said this could go in, into the summer of 2020. How long is this gonna last? How bad is this gonna be? And I felt like Jesus was saying to me, will you be patient with me? Because I know how long this is gonna go. Will you be kind to me? I know what I'm doing. Will you hope? Will you, will you be patient? Because you hope the most, because you believe that I'm doing something good in all of this. Will you be kind to me because you believe the best about me, because you believe that I know what I'm doing and when it's done, this will be over. And I realized that that's exactly what I needed. I needed to be kind, to be patient, to hope the best, to think the best about Jesus through this whole time. And now that our corner of the world is healing, and we can get back out there again. And I can love Jesus by loving people in hospitals again. 
And I can love Jesus by going into prisons again. And I can love Jesus by helping immigrants and refugees again. And I realize that what they need from us, what they need from me in a year where people have gotten kind of cyber grumpy, what they need from the people of Jesus is they need us to love them the way we love him. People everywhere need us to be patient. They need to know that Jesus's people are kind. They need to know that Jesus's people think the best, that Jesus's people hope the most. All in all, it's been a good year for me. Lord Jesus, even with the pain that many of us feel, we want to say in faith, thank you for what you've done in the world this year. Thank you for what you've done in our life this year as it begins to open, as we get to go out again. By your power and out of love for you, let us be kinder than we've ever been. Let us be more patient than we've ever been. Let us believe the best and hope the most. In your name, amen. But Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what thou art. And I am finding out the greatness of thy
my face upon me as I work and wait for thee. And resting neath thy smile, Lord Jesus, earth's dark shadows Yeah, yeah.